Warning, content not suitable for children. Listener discretion advised, yo. Screaming Chewy Show, your source of entertainment and overall fuckery. And the show starts now. Hey everyone, quick message from Tucson's Rising Phoenix Fitness and Defense. Help treat anxiety and depression with martial arts training and education. Develop the confidence, skills, and fitness you need to stay safe. Our focus is real-world self-defense tactics, practical and effective for everyone. You can find them at 4500 East Speedway Boulevard, number 4. Tucson AZ 85712 or you can call them at 520-838-1592. They are open from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. So hit them up. Learn martial arts, very therapeutic, and you can learn to kick ass and kick depression's ass as well. So um hit them up. <laughs> everyone welcome back to another exciting episode on the screaming chewy show and i'd like to welcome special guest actor rolando boyce how you doing rolando all right man how you feeling pretty good man pretty good it's friday can't complain i know that's right i know that's right <laughs> so how you doing bro i'm good man i'm good man it's like you said it's friday uh, we got the weekend coming up it's summertime so you know let's do it Hey man, so so where are you at right now? I'm in LA. I'm in LA. Oh, dude, I bet the weather is nice. I bet it's a little hot, but it's way better than here in Arizona. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, y'all got that crazy heat out there, man. <laughs> the sun is pissed off over here <laughs> <laughs> all the time, especially in the summertime. Awesome, man. So you're in you're in LA, and you're an actor as well, right? On the the chi on the the on chai the, on Showtime. The chi- on the shy, yeah, the shy. Short, short for Chicago, like the neighborhood in Chicago. So, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. How'd you get in that in that role? Uh, well, I mean, I um, I auditioned for it, man. I auditioned for it a couple of years. We're we're in our uh, fourth season, and the shy is on Showtime. Uh, it's on Showtime on on Sundays. Plays on uh, Sundays, and you just got to check your your listing for for the times but uh we're in our fourth season of of the shy and i started in season two 
And um, um, and I, you asked the question, yeah, I, I auditioned for it. I played the, the, the dad of um, one of the uh, series regulars, uh, his name is Emmett on the show, um, played by Jacob Lattimore. And I play the role of Darnell, his dad, and then also the uh, ex of one of the other series regulars, her name, is, which is Jada, played by Yolanda Ross. Um, so yeah, it's it's been a it's been a been a good ride so far. Man, kicking ass, bro. Yeah, man, trying to, you know how it is. Mm-hmm. Got to put in that work. Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I've been I've been um been acting for over like over twenty years. So you know, it's it's been a you know. Really, it's just a calling, man. I can't, I can't think of anything else I could do outside of this, you know, that I that I enjoy doing. You know, you know how it is. If you if you love what you're doing, it ain't really work, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it it's a lot of effort, you know, a lot of time and effort you got to put in. I mean, got to constantly audition and just you know keep kicking ass. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, uh, what what else have you been on? Oh man, uh, Chewy man, I've been uh, well. I've done when I started. Uh, well, I'm from actually from Chicago myself. So when I started, I was uh, I did a lot of theater um, um, in in Chicago, like uh, locally around Chicago and then around the Midwest. And um, you know, year a couple of years after I started uh, acting, then I my first see some of my first roles. I was on the first season of Prison Break. Actually, I was on the pilot episode of prison break and then i came back later on and did another episode of that um also did uh, around that time we were doing i think that same year i did it was an old music video called trap in the closet with r kelly and i was in quite a few of those episodes or chapters of that that music video and um and outside of that and after that i i made my move to la and i've been on didn't a lot of a lot of commercials, man. A bunch of commercials. I just had a last commercial I had that was pretty big was over the Christmas season. It was a Geico commercial. Two guys yelling across the street from back and forth from each other. So I was I, uh, that that one. And then, um, but as far as TV shows, been on uh, Ray Donovan, um, uh, Pretty Little Liars. Uh, uh, gosh, so many, man. Uh, Scandal. Uh, right, like I said, the shy right now. Uh, been on Mom. Um, just a bunch of shows, man. Bunch of shows. Damn, man. And um, so uh, on the uh on the show you're on right now, um, how do you pro- portray Chicago? Is it like you remember? Uh, you know that's a good question, man. It is. Uh, you know when I'm. When the show first came out a couple of a couple of years ago, um, and I was watching the first season pretty much as a fan, you know, and I knew a lot because I'm from there. I knew a, a bunch of uh, different actors who were uh, on the show, so I was you know doing it for support and stuff like that. And it did draw me in. The the the, the show has a lot. It's not really like one main character. So it's a lot of bunch of different characters and like. The story follows um, these three young boys, and the three young boys kind of reminded me of my childhood growing up. You know, with different friends, um, 
and so that that was one thing that drew me in. And then also the um, the uh, ironically the, the the part that I came in where it, there was a, a single mother raising a, a teenage boy, and I came from my mom raising raising me and my brother as a uh, single mom too so that kind of drew me in too so it's a lot of uh, similarities to my life that I, I wanted to uh, you know um, get back into and that drew me in um, uh, but the city you know it does it shows all the different lights of the city and and, and, and it just really does remind you of a city wow bro it's like you were meant to be in that show bro I think so. I think so too, man. You know, I mean, I, I think, you know, and it's funny because uh, funny you bring it up when I watched the the first season at the end of the season, I, I thought to myself like, man, I, I got to get on this show, man. I, you know, and I never really do that with any kind of show. I mean, you know, if you get on something, it's, it's, it's always love, you know, it's good to work, but I never really wanted to be on something, you know, like this. And, uh, it just so happened that um, at the, I was uh, doing, um, I had just done the last season of Scandal and it was a really good, you know, episode that I had. I had like a, a guest star with you know, a lot of my stuff with uh, Kerry Washington and, uh, and then one of the producers that was on the shy when I was watching the credits was the same producer who had cast me in um, Trapped in the Closet. So I was like, oh, okay, you know what? My mind started working. I was like, all right, when I, this scandal drops, I'm gonna get, um, you know, my scene, a, you know, make a little clip of it and try and send it to the producer, try and pitch my way to get on the show. Didn't even know how, you know what I mean? But that was just, that was my mind starting to, to work, you know? And um, and then ironically, like within a month of that time, I had a good friend of mine who's a producer out here uh, who had got hired on the shy you know, to come on and be one of the producers on the show. And he was like, yeah, man, I'm going going over there to uh, to produce on the shot. And I was like, man, I was just trying to figure out a way to get on that show, man. I love that show. And he was, you know, and he said, well, uh, you know, when we get in there, you know, I, I can kind of let you know what's available so you could tell your agents and you can try to audition, you know, if the rest is going to be on you. And I was like, that's all I want. All I want is the opportunity. And sure enough, that this role came up and it, it was, I think, like I would say, it was a perfect fit. Me and the young man that I played his uh, father, I mean, we, we kind of favor each other too. So it was just really a perfect fit. Wow, man, that, that must be an amazing feeling of accomplishment as well. You know, you're like, I want to be on that show. And then bam, you're on that show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, it's just the thing, like when you, you got to, when you want something, you got to put it out into the universe, you know. And I think that, you know, words, they speak volumes, man. They're powerful. So, I mean, if you really want something, you just got to go for it, you know? Yeah, for sure, man. Those doors will open, but you got to go through them, you know? I, I love that. Exactly, exactly. You know how it is. And so, have have you always wanted to act since you were, like, a little kid? No, you know, you know, Drew, no, I haven't, man. You know, I think, I think it was something that was in, in the back of my mind when I was growing up. Um, I, I remember when I was a kid, I used to, me and my brother used to always watch like a lot of old movies. You know, when I first started watching, I used to watch a lot of old like gangster movies, James Cagney and uh, Humphrey Bogart, all kind of stuff like that. I was growing up, I was a big fan of James Dean and 
and all that stuff. You know, I was, and I would watch, when I watched something, I could memorize, I could memorize, you know, what they were saying, remember scenes and things like that. Um, but, I, you know, growing up in Chicago, you know, it was really like, a, it's a, um, it's a, uh, it's a working, it's a working town, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a blue collar town. So it's, it's a lot of the, I think growing up in Chicago, I didn't know anyone who's an actor or pursuing acting or anything like that. So coming out of high school, it's just like, oh, I got to pick a career. I got to pick some kind of work that I can do, you know, I mean, to, to have a you know a good career. And um, so initially when I went to college, my older brother, he was studying dentistry. And I was like, all right, well, you know, I don't want to be, a, you know, and I'm also, my, my parents are from Panama. So it's just that, that Latin thing of, you know, you can be a doctor or, you know, something like that. So uh, I didn't want to be a doctor. I just said, well, uh, I think I'm on, maybe I'll become a pharmacist because that's kind of like just a drug dealer, you know what I mean? But I ain't got to see no blood or nothing like that. So <laughs> I went to school, I went to, I went to school for, for pharmacy. And when I got there, man, I was just, I realized, man, I couldn't stand science. You know, I had like chemistry and biology and biology lab and all that stuff. And I was just like, man, this is not for me. And, um, and, 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 I, and then I think as I got into my mid twenties and went through, actually after that, I, I was, uh, got called up to Desert Storm. I was in the, uh, the reserves, Army Reserves and got called up to Desert Storm. And when I got back and, um, you know, eventually moved back home to Chicago, um, I, I, I was trying to, you know, find myself, you know, and just trying to figure out what I was going to do. And, and I met, um, I was waiting tables and I met this young lady who was a waitress and she told me that she was, you know, studying acting. And I was like, oh man, I always thought about, you know, doing something like that, you know? And she was like, well, you should do it. And I was like, I should? She's like, yeah. And I was like, well, how? And she was like, you know, just take some classes and, you know, learn some plays, learn some monologues, get you some pictures, start auditioning. And I was like, that's it? You know, and it, and it seems like that's, you know, like it's, it is so much more to it, but it is, it basically was just saying, just get started. And once I did, I, I never looked back, you know, that was it. The first time I took stage, I was like, oh yeah, this is, this is what, this is what's meant for me to do. That felt like it, huh? Yeah, yeah. So I was, I was probably like in my, like mid twenties, you know, and things like that. So, you know, I say that to, you know, if anyone's listening and you know, not sure what they want to do or, you know, cause there's a lot of, you know, there's some intimidation to it because there's a lot of, you know, people who have been acting since they were kids and things like that. And you may feel like, oh, you know, it's too late for me. It's never too late. You know, if it's something that you want to do, you just gotta, you know, take a chance and, and, and go for it. You know, the bar is open. Sit back. Grab a cold one and get ready for the news you didn't even know you needed. From the frozen wasteland of western North Dakota to the tropical playground of Florida, it's time for tales of wonder and amazement. Put the kids to bed and pour yourself a drink. Lock the doors and close the blinds. Break out the cocaine and hookers. It's time for happy hour news. The universe of every religion and none 
Written by Roderick Edwards. Narrated by John Ashton Nickerson. Roderick Edwards is the author of books as varied as a fictional account of a person living in a deserted world to an autobiography about his adoption and reunion to this book about the universe. Find out more at RoderickE.com. Yeah, that's very true, man. I mean, Morgan Freeman didn't start acting till he was already like old, you know? Yeah, I mean, exactly. That's a good, good point. I mean, he, he didn't really... I think he, you know, it seems like he was always old, but but he he didn't really get his break, you know, big break, probably till he was like in his forties, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 He, he still looks the same though. It's like he hasn't aged, you know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Man, that's amazing. I mean, I always wanted to get into acting too, but like. I don't know. I think I'd always fuck up the lines or something. I think I'd mess <laughs> up or something. Like, what was it? What was the line again? Yeah, that's that level. You know, once you well, once you get into it, you know, you you learn to focus, and that's why I think the good thing of, uh, you know, when I was starting out, um, a lot of the uh, actors who I looked up to, I knew that they were, you know, they came from like a theater background. So I was initially I wasn't even thinking to do TV and film. I just was like, man, if I could, if I could, you know, master not master, but you know, just learn how to do theater like them, then I knew that I would be at a certain level or class of acting. And I think it it definitely does help because once you do, you know, you do live stage where there's no cuts and retakes and things like that. I think when you get to TV and film. It's just like, man, let's just do this. I got this. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. That's smart. I didn't think about that. But yeah, you're right. You have a live audience and there's really less, there's less room for error, right? You can't be like, oh, yeah. No, restart. Yeah. No, you can't do none of that. You just, you gotta, you mess up. You got to figure out a way to, you know, keep going. You know what I mean? Wow. Good uh, improv practice right there, huh? Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Wow. You ever like uh, messed up on stage on theater or something? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We we call it uh, going up on your line. Basically, like if you forget, it's like you go up. It's just like, you know, it it probably happens to a lot of people. You know, Uh, I I feel like I was pretty prepared, but I I remember it was a big theater in Chicago, like one of the main theaters in Chicago. It's called the Goodman Theater. And I was basically, you know, I always set little goals. So one of my first goals was to be, get on that stage, you know, downtown Chicago main stage, excuse me. And um, and when I got on, you know, it was like, the, I was so happy. And I think at one point during the run, I forgot my line. And it probably had happened of all of two to three seconds, but it seemed like it was about 10 minutes. And I was just like, oh man, so heck, what the fuck are you doing, man? You're on the stage where you wanted to be. You better get this shit together. And sure enough, that quick, that line, that line came back to me. You know, we just kept moving. So it was, it was fun. But you know, like I said, it puts it puts the pressure on you. You got to be, you got to be ready. You know, and that, and, you know, it's a different, it's a different uh, aspect too, true. Uh, when you, when you're doing a play, like the rehearsal process is a lot longer. I mean, you could, you know, rehearsals is probably about a month, you know, like maybe 
six days a week, you know, like eight hour days, you're, you're going, oh, you know, it's basically, it's the repetition of you going over and over and over. So by the time, you know, opening night and, you know, the, the audience comes in, you've done, the, you've done it so many times. It's almost like an athlete, um, you know, uh, playing sports, you know, whether it's basketball, something like you know, football, you know, you just practice it so much that by the time you get the fans out there, man, it's just like, you know, it's second nature. You know? That way it seems all natural. People don't even realize mm-hmm. how much work you put into it, you know? Exactly. And then, and then there's always little, you know, even with stage and film, there's still a little magic. You know, it's not like, you, like your computer where, you know, it's just going on automatic. There's still a little magic that happens you know, on stage or on, on camera where, you know, it's not written, but you know, sometimes it just happens, man, and and that's what makes it even better. You know, some little chemistry that maybe you find with a with a fellow actor or something within the director that the director gives you or something like that, and, and that's what that's the beauty of it. That's what keeps it fresh. With that energy, right? When it when you connect, exactly, exactly, yeah, yeah. Man, so everybody out there thinking about going into the acting world, take theater. I mean, this is great advice, man. Yeah, I think it's, you know, I think, you know, and unfortunately with COVID, you know, a lot of the theaters got shut down. And I remember I've been out there to, uh, I'm not sure what part of uh, Arizona you're in, but I, I remember downtown Phoenix has a really nice theater. I, I was out there um, uh, and saw a really nice play out there too. So they it's out there too, you know. Yeah, for sure. And um, did you play like, did you have all kinds of just different plays in theater or was it like a certain theme that you liked better? Uh, no, a little, a little bit of everything. You know, I've done, uh, uh, you know, classical, modern. Uh, uh, one, of my, one of my favorite ones that I did was a, a, a two-character play uh, where it's just two brothers. So it's basically just two two people on stage at the time. So you pretty much had to hold, and it was, it was a play called Top Dog, Underdog. And you pretty much had to know every word of the script because you got to know what he's saying, what you're saying. Um, but yeah, it's, it, I really didn't have no preference. It's basically what comes up, you know, the, the script that comes up and, you know, you get a chance to op- opportunity to audition for it. You know, it's one thing about being an actor is like, you know, you're like a chameleon. So you just want to keep, you know, you don't want to keep doing the same thing over the same kind of roles over and over. You want to, you want to switch it up and do something a little different. You know what I mean? Show your range. Smart. Expand that skill set, huh? Yes, sir. Yes, bro. Yeah, bro. Damn, man. And um, uh, so on Showtime, like, are you guys working on, um, where, where are you guys at the season right now? Is it like midway, almost done with it? Yeah, we're, we're, um, we just, let's see, last week was, there's 10 episodes in the season. And last week we uh, aired episode five. And uh, this week, this Sunday coming up will be episode six. So we're about half, midway through the season. Oh man, getting there. I bet it's getting pretty intense, huh? Oh, yes, 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 yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like a, it's a really good, like, good roller coaster. There's a lot of different uh, issues going on on the show. Uh, uh, one of the main characters, he's like the mayor of the city. And this last episode, he got shot. Nobody really knows who shot him. So uh, 
uh, this week, that's going to be something that comes up. Um, this young lady, um, another one of the main uh, main characters, uh, is pregnant, and uh, she actually, in this last season, um, she was you know raped by she was kidnapped like basically uh, kidnapped and raped, uh, and they they caught they caught the guy who did it, but she ended up you know getting pregnant and she kept the baby, and now she's about to have the actually just had the baby, and so now it's the thing that she's going to keep the baby or she's going to give it up for adoption. It's just and then another one of the main characters, the, the, the woman that plays my ex, has cancer. So there's so many different things. I mean, let me tell you, it goes on a roller coaster, taking the fans on, you know, on so many different issues. There's a, a, another character who, a new character, uh, played by Jason Weaver, a really talented actor. He just, he's just not getting out of jail, and you know, dealing with, you know, man, you know, trying to get back into the to the system, trying to get, you know, trying to find work, but you know, the difficulties of that. So it's just so many, you know, the, the marriages that aren't, that aren't working out. Like I say, so many different, um, I mean, the writers are, you know, shout out to Lena Waithe, the, the crea- creator and head writer. I mean, they're, they're just doing a, uh, an incredible job of, of giving the fans so many different stories to, to just be a part of. Oh, man, this is amazing. Um, yeah, pretty intense. And uh, so you said it comes out on Sundays, Showtime? Yeah, uh, on Sundays, I believe. I mean, like I said, I don't want to give the wrong time, but Sunday evenings uh, on Showtime. Uh, uh, you just got to check your local listings for to see what time it, it, it comes out. And we're in our four, fourth season. Hopefully, hopefully get another season after this one, too. Oh, for sure, man. For sure. And um, so where can people find you and find your stuff? Yeah, well, uh, thank you. I'm on um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It's Rolando Boy Senior. That's R O L A N D O B O Y C E S R, and that's me. I don't have anything fancy to it. I don't. I couldn't come up with nothing fancy like a, a <laughs> fancy little slang to come up with my. So I just put my name on there, man. You know, I'm seeing different people putting all. You know. Uh, the original or the, the number one. Uh, I just can't go for my name. That's it, bro. <laughs> hey, at least it, it wasn't like, you know, when you make an email and when you're like 15 and you put 69 and it's like the coolest. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, just uh, real quick. Is, so my email is screamingchewy at gmail.com. And like I've had that forever, like before I even had the show. And oh, get out of here! Yeah, for real. And like it's kind of embarrassing because sometimes when I need help with like my internet, you know, <laughs> service, and they're like, "What's your email?" And I'm like, "Um, S C R E A M I N G C H U Y." They're like screaming chewy, and I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> You try you try and spell it out so they won't get <laughs> Yeah, and then they there's a little pause and they're like screaming chewy. And I'm like, yeah. That, that's it. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. I love it though. Yeah, man. But um, hey man, it's great talking to you, man. And um keep up the amazing work, man. I, I appreciate you, brother, man. It was great talking to you, man. Enjoy your weekend. It's, it's look. It's it's five o'clock somewhere. So you know, I mean, we we about to turn up. Oh yeah, you bet, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thanks again for coming on, bro. And you have you enjoy your weekend as well. 
You too, bro. Later, bro. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. And if you'd like to support this podcast, check out anchor.fm slash screamingchewygmail.com. Any contribution is greatly appreciated and that makes you my producer. If not, that's cool. I'm just happy you're tuning in. And hey, Screaming Chewy Show merch. Yeah, that's right. At teespring.com. Just Google teespring, T-E-E spring, Screaming Chewy Show. Just Google that. It'll take you right there. And uh, yeah, you could buy hoodies, t-shirts, socks, masks, you know, if there's any stuff you'd like to see on there or purchase, just let me know and I'll add it on. And uh, yeah, you'll be rocking, styling, social media. Don't forget to follow me on there on Facebook, Screaming Chewy Show. I like to share memes, just make up stupid shit, share my episodes on there and just whatever. Um, Check out my YouTube for video versions of my podcast episodes also in between episodes i like to add me streaming yeah watch me get scared playing a creepy game or die playing PUBG or some shit you know what i mean and uh, yeah just check out my youtube and uh twitter it's at screaming chewy yeah not screaming chewy show i should change it to that but for now it's just screaming chewy and uh thanks again for tuning in see you next week peace